What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fit for Life with Julie podcast. Today, I have a very special guest on, Jess Ryan, who was on the squad for about two and a half years building muscle with me before going into a competition prep with Alicia Gowans. She recently stepped on stage at the WBFF in Sydney, and I am so proud of her. So today, we will be talking all about the highs and lows of competing and dieting to get lean. I hope that you learn something from this. I hope that it inspires you. And as always, if you have any questions or podcast suggestions, feel free to send me a message on Instagram at Julie underscore fit for life. Let's get into it. I have Jess Ryan tuning in all the way from Australia. How are you? I'm good, Julie. How are you? Good. How many weeks post comp are you? I think this is week five now. Okay, so let's go back to what your peak week was like. So for a lot of people, they're probably like, what is a peak week? So peak week is leading up to show day. It's the week right before you step on stage. So what did this look like for you? And how did you feel going into it energy-wise and mood-wise? It was incredible. So I was feeling quite tired, obviously, leading up to comp. But I had a few photo shoots booked, which I'd never done before. So that was an awesome experience. Uh, And I got to eat some carbs, which was amazing too. So leading up to show, Ali, my coach, increased my carbs and my water. We had a few high and low days just manipulating my body, um, which was a really cool experience as well to see my physique change. Yeah, definitely. So, of course, every coach has different methods for each athlete as they're going into a show day. But it's important for people to note that, like you said, you had more carbs during your peak week. So it's not like you were, you know, cutting out everything and just eating egg whites and spinach for the week leading up to show, which is awesome. And then when you're on your prep, so this was the first time that you had dieted down for about, what, three years? Yeah, I've never really done an aggressive diet before. So crazy experience yeah so how did you handle going into the prep and with the hangry moments like do you have any tips for anyone else that's struggling in a deficit yeah so I think the main thing was that mine was a 16 week deficit so for the first month or two it was fine and then from eight weeks out it started getting a little bit hard I knew I got away with it too easy when I was finding it a breeze um so my partner was actually dieting at the same time as me and we got a little bit snappy at each other so he had to come out of his deficit which was really good after that he was a lot more supportive and we were tolerating each other a lot better Um, but just finding whole foods with a lot of volume. Um, I was doing, if it fits your macros. So I was still trying to squeeze in a heap of crumpets and sugary things that didn't really align with what was going on. So I reached out to my coach and she gave me a set meal plan. And after having the meal plan, I found it a lot easier. Yeah, I think having a meal plan that focuses on volume rather than if it fits your macros type approach when you're in a deficit for that long makes such a difference. And I notice it now being in prep at like 12 weeks out. Every time I go into a prep, I say to Ross, wow, I feel so good, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm eating all these whole foods and I my training's good and my recovery's good. And then straight after comp, it's like I forget how good it feels to eat whole foods and I go back to flexible dieting when in reality, like the whole foods actually make me feel really good and I enjoy eating them. But sometimes I think with flexible dieting, you can forget and you can become a little bit too flexible trying to fit in treats like a lot of the time. Um, So it is cool that you could do that. 
Yeah, it's been really good as well. I've tried a heap of new foods that I wouldn't usually have. So I've never had spinach before, especially not in smoothies and things. I've had different salads and smoothies and yeah, just adding a heap of foods that I'd never had. So that was really cool too. Yeah, I think just getting in those micronutrients with things like spinach, we put them in a smoothie and you can't actually taste spinach in a smoothie, I find. Yeah, it's cool. Which is a nice perk to it. An easy way to sneak in your greens for those that don't like eating them. So let's go into after peak week, you had all your photo shoots and things. It's such a fun time. But what was the actual weekend like? I want to know, like, what time did you wake up on show day? When did you have your hair and makeup? Um, Explain to someone, you know, that doesn't know what competing's like. Like, what does a show day look like? Yeah, it was awesome. So I learned a lot on show day for next time. I think I made a couple of mistakes. So I was in Sydney from, I think, Wednesday and I stayed a good five days or so. I had photo shoots Wednesday, Thursday. We had registration night, which was amazing. Got dressed up, did my tan and everything. I had my base coat done for that. And then on show day, I booked my hair and makeup, I think at 8.15, which was a little bit too late um the stage opened up I think from eight till nine or so to go and have a practice and I was stuck getting my hair and makeup done so next time I'll know to get it done a little bit earlier so that I can have that time without rushing to kind of find my feet on the stage a little bit um so I think I woke up at 5 30 or 6 a.m I was just so excited I did a video check-in with my coach I had my breakfast and then I had to eat like 200 grams of potatoes whilst I was getting my hair and makeup done which was good because I was full Um, I had a tiny little run on the stage, very nervous. And then we sat backstage for quite a few hours. I was just chatting to girls, taking photos, getting all hyped up. But it was a really long morning. I was surprised at how long you're sitting backstage and I was getting a little bit hungry. But then we got on stage. It was crazy. Definitely not as I expected. I think with WBFF, it's more modeling than anything. I know it's not like a set bodybuilding show and I knew that going into it, but I didn't realize how much of a modeling show it was. Did you find the same? Yeah, it is really like nothing else. Like for anyone that doesn't know what WBFF stands for, it's World Beauty, Fitness and Fashion. So the fashion aspect of it is so big, like the the glamorous makeup, the nice hair, the crazy bikinis. And it is like you're out there to give kind of a catwalk show. Like I remember um, hearing Paul Dillett saying it was like the Victoria Secret model, like of the fitness world kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it's definitely more of like, I guess, a fitness beauty show, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So uh, how did you feel when you stepped on stage? Because I know when I those was, lights hit you. I was shaking like a leaf. I think I was fine. And then I got out there and I'm like, what am I doing? Um, but I had heaps of fun. It was awesome to just show off my hard work. And with my posing, I kind of you know, knew what I was doing. It was like a dance routine almost. I just did my tea walk. I certainly wasn't as confident as I would have liked to portray, but I know that for next time. And now I know the feeling of it. And yeah, next time I'll be able to do a lot better, but yeah, still had heaps of fun. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like I was watching you live nonstop. I was waiting for you and Sarah to get on stage like all day. And I know a lot of the squad were as well. And you would never know that 
anything was not right with anyone's posing you know like we as you step on stage always feel like your harshest critic you think like oh my god I forgot this move but no one else knows what you're meant to do and as long as you just keep going it's like nothing ever happens so I remember like my first show I didn't even have a routine I had no idea what I was doing it wasn't I feel it wasn't as big as it is now like people didn't have like posing coaches and it wasn't that like I don't know that serious kind of yeah. uh, so I walked out there and had no idea what I was doing and then my second show I walked out and I totally forgot my routine even though I had one and I feel like you can practice as much as you want but your first time on that stage you never know how you're actually going to feel when the lights are on you and everyone's eyes are on you it's just like nothing else but like you said now you've done it in the morning and then you also had the night show so you know what that feels like and you have that feeling moving forward as well to take with you. I feel like with the night show, I was so much more relaxed. Like the pressure was off. I just went out there to have fun. And I actually really enjoyed the night show compared to the morning one. That's awesome. Yeah. So again, for anyone that doesn't know how it works, the morning show is typically the judged one when you do all your turns and they're lining everyone up and then the night show is more just for like people to come along and watch everyone showcase their hard work and then put on the glamorous dresses after but of course um you don't want to after the first show go away and then eat a whole lot of food and then come back at night looking totally different because that can obviously set someone that was first to out of the top three if they did go and go crazy after so what did you do after the morning show I went back to my hotel room and just had my prescribed food that I was meant to have. I had a couple of Skittles leading into show, which was fun. I spent some time with my partner. I was just so tired, to be honest, after the first show. I probably could have done with a nap, but I was still on a bit of a high. And yeah, I saw my mom, my godfather was there, my fiance's parents were there, which was amazing. So I spent a little bit of time with them. And then I went straight backstage to put another layer of tan on. I am so pasty, so needed to pop up. And then it was into the night show. It actually went really quick. Yeah, the whole day actually goes pretty fast. While you're backstage, it feels as if it's like quite slow, like you're sitting down for a few hours. But before you know it, you know, 16 weeks of work is really gone in the blink of an eye. Like it's done in pretty much 12 hours by the time you stepped on stage in the morning and then finished at night. And after the night show, were you too tired to do anything after? Did you go out for a meal or? Yeah, I went out for a meal with my family. I stuffed up as well. I didn't bring any food for after the night show. All these girls had cookies backstage and all this amazing food. And I don't know why I didn't bring anything. I just had my liter of coconut water ready to drink. Um, I was very thirsty because I was only allowed, I think, a liter or so of water on show day. So I was feeling it with a headache and things. But after the coconut water, I was ready to go and have some dinner. So yeah, yeah. When I, I, had some, I think I got nachos. Yum. I think that that actually set you up a little bit better off than, you know, hoarding a whole lot of stuff to have straight backstage after the show. Because the last thing really your body needs after dieting for 16 weeks is to then have like um, all these crazy dance, like cookies and stuff right then and there. So having the coconut water and actually hydrating yourself first and then going out and having a meal is a good move. I personally didn't have anything um, myself backstage in April but then as you know we had the big team dinner and there was lots of yummy like cookies and desserts and things there so I enjoyed then but I think for your first show to not have anything backstage and to be able to go out and enjoy with um, family and friends and your partner is like a really good move anyway so waking up day after the show how do you feel 
um, relieved, kind of. I was really excited to just step into food <laughs> and a little bit of freedom for the next couple of days. So the following day, Jason and I, my fiance, we went out and explored Sydney a little bit. We went out for a really nice lunch. I had a dinner with family. I got a huge steak and had a cocktail, which was amazing. And then I was pretty much back on track on Monday with flexibility, of course. Um, but yeah, the day after, I, I know a lot of people get post-comp blues, but I was just excited and happy to spend time with Jason and feel energetic again. It's amazing how fatigued you get leading into comp. So I was just excited to be myself. <laughs> yeah, I think even just from speaking to you and lead up to the competition, it sounded like the deficit was really taking a toll on you, like mentally and physically. And it is hard. And that's why not everyone does it. But once you step on that stage, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And you're either going to want to do it again or you're never going to go through it again. So I know after initially stepping on stage, you might not have decided to go back. Are you thinking you're going to go back now or? Yeah, so initially upon reflection, I think I will do it again, but I think I'll do it better. So I really struggled with the deficit, with the fatigue. I was finding that I was pushing friends away a little bit, not being as social as I would like to be. So I think if I were to do it again, I would do it a lot better and allow for more refeeds, maybe a longer deficit so that I can be a little bit more social and things throughout my prep. Straight after the show, I thought I hated it. <laughs> I don't know, just all the lights and the whole experience. It's not what I expected. And I felt quite uncomfortable on stage, but then I thought about it and I know I can do a lot better. I know I can practice my walk. I can, you know, get another amazing bikini and go through it all again. I don't think it's a prep. It's more just like, yeah, having all the lights on me and things that really shook me originally. Yeah. Yeah, and fair enough. And like you said, you felt uncomfortable. And, you know, I've always said as well, we don't grow in our comfort zone. So, you know, you doing that has taken you to a whole new level. And then you've learned from this experience and then you'll come back better the next time. And I also think that like there's certain people that only love the show day. But like I said, that's gone in 24 hours. So for you to actually like the journey of bettering yourself and training and tracking and all of that, like that sets you up better. Because even if like maybe show day is not this time, it wasn't like your, I guess, ideal situation of stepping on stage and feeling really confident. At least, you know, you've made the most of the past 16 to 20 weeks training and challenging yourself in that. And you enjoyed that as opposed to hating the whole thing and then just having 12 hours for the day and then moving on with your life so as much as it's like hard I guess you'll grow from these challenges and I'm super excited for you to go through a build phase and then go into a prep when you feel ready for that as well yeah I'm so excited as well so I think I'll be building over the next year or so I did chat to my coach if I do do another show it probably won't be till July next year or so I'll just see how I feel and make sure socially I'm in a good position I've also got three Oh, more than three weddings next year. I've got my cousin's wedding, my two brothers and my own wedding. So having to plan prep around that will be quite challenging. Yeah, honestly, weddings are not ideal for prep or for anyone on a fat loss journey because like the food at weddings is usually really good and it's highly centered around, I find, depending what kind of a wedding it is. Alcohol, there's always like pretty much unlimited alcohol there. Um, so that'd definitely be a challenge. And also having your own wedding, I feel you want to enjoy it too. Like I'm not a big drinker and the week of our wedding, I actually drank more in a week 
than I would in a whole year usually just because like we were in Rarotonga we had cocktails my mum was buying me drinks so I just enjoyed but otherwise like I definitely wouldn't have wanted that on prep um so how was your hangover did you feel it when you were away I, I didn't have any hangovers I don't know we were just like we just relaxed the whole time it wasn't like I was going great oh okay so my kind of drinking more you know, I don't drink much as it is. So it's not like it was crazy, but you know, like I'd have a couple of glasses of Riesling um, before dinner. I'd have a couple of cocktails in the afternoon. One day, I think I might have like four or so, but yeah, I didn't have, thankfully didn't have any hangovers, but I just noticed it makes me feel, I definitely feel like my hunger levels increase with alcohol. So that makes that harder. And I didn't want to feel horrible for my wedding when we we're overseas. So I was like moderate with, um, nutrition and alcohol and but I just wanted to enjoy you know like you don't want to go into your wedding like freaking out about comp prep or anything like that oh, 100% yeah that's why I'm not getting married till November so I would do a comp and then reverse out like you did I'm yeah. so jealous so I went out for dinner the other night and I had two drinks and I was hungover I drove and I had a hangover oh no gosh it's funny how alcohol impacts us especially once you've taken a break from yeah. that so now being post-comp five weeks post-comp how are you feeling um training wise what are your calories like what's your energy and mood like now oh so much better so the first I think two to three weeks after comp I actually really struggled my hunger was so bad I didn't realize how bad it would be so I would eat a meal and I would still feel hungry I just had no satiation at all so it was a lot more self-control after comp than it was leading into it um, I was really surprised by it, but then my hormones kind of leveled out over the last week and a half or so, and I've been able to enjoy food and feel full after it, which is awesome. And my training's been a lot better over the last week and a half or so as well. I think I pushed it a little bit too hard straight after comp. I think I had a week of, you know, good food, et cetera. And then I tried to push it really hard with training and I actually tweaked my back a little bit, um, going a little bit too hard too fast but that's all resolved now which is awesome so yeah. my calories are up to like 3,000 now it's incredible I actually we had a squad coaching call today and I mentioned you and Sarah and how hard you work to get into you know competition shape and the years you put into building muscle and I said oh you know, Jess and Sarah got up to 2,700 plus calories. And I said, you know, they'll both be on 3,000 calories now. I just said, you know, like, I'll never, like, it's safe to say, I mean, they say never say never, but I will probably never be at 3,000 calories a day for my goals, just because our height differences are so vast. And I know a lot of women look on Instagram and they see, oh, but Sarah and Jess get to eat 3,000 or this random person I follow from overseas is eating X amount and why can't I eat that? And it's so important for everyone to note how personalized your nutrition has to be. If you are, you know, five foot three or shorter or whatever, you have a very sedentary desk job you haven't spent the years building muscle you you know just aren't going to get to eat 3,000 calories a day and maintain or if you are eating 3,000 calories a day you're going to find that you gain weight really quickly so um, I just feel like we need a disclaimer in there because I would love to eat 3,000 calories every day um, but it's just not realistic for a lot of other people that aren't as consistent as you've been over the past few years. Cause I know when you started, you hadn't tracked calories at the start, had you, when you came to me? 
No, not at all. I only started tracking with you and then I realized how much I was under eating and it's awesome. We built it up so quickly and it put me in such a good position for comp. I can't imagine doing a comp prep without having my calories high. Like I know some girls were doing a thousand calories and it's just crazy. Yeah, I had heard of girls in peak week having to go down under a thousand calories. And it's like, this is where the conversation comes into. If someone's looking to lose fat or they're looking to compete or whatever their goal is, you have to actually think of the long-term goals and your mental and your physical well-being. Like I would not want to put myself or anyone else in the situation of having to eat under a thousand calories, trying to strive for a goal that doesn't even really mean a lot in the long run like competing versus your health and your relationship with food and your relationship with everyone around you in terms of hunger is just not worth trying to prolong a deficit and push further and further and lower and lower if it's going to like ruin you for the next like year or so because then you struggle with the relationship with food so when it comes to you going into the shred phase and the building muscle phase, how do you find um, your, I guess, your perception of yourself? So going into it, because a lot of women struggle to increase their calories and they get so caught up on the number on the scales and looking in the mirror and things like, how do you feel coming out of comp in regards to your body shape? And how do you suggest other people overcome the fear of eating more? I think you have to have a really good baseline and kind of confidence within yourself before you enter and then come out of a huge deficit like that. I'm lucky that I felt so confident and happy with myself before my shred that I knew I wouldn't have that much of an issue after. So I think I'm about three and a half kilos up from stage, which is a lot of weight to put on very quickly. And I look a lot different than I did from stage, but I'm looking at it as a positive. I've got more energy. I'm sleeping really well. My relationship's awesome. Got my libido back. Like there's so many positives to it. And it's just, yeah, a lot better than the deficit and the body, to be honest. If I didn't have a comp and I mean this wholeheartedly, I don't think I would do a shred again without a goal. I'm happy being a little bit fluffy, as they say, and just living a really happy and fulfilled life and hitting PPs in the gym. I think it's way more important than looking lean. Oh my gosh, I could not have said that any better. And I've been saying that to Ross. I just said to him, honestly, like, I don't think I could go through another shred again if it wasn't for comp. Like, I personally feel so good now at probably about four four kilos, four and a half kilos up from what my stage weight will be. I feel great. And the idea of having to go through the next 82 days in a deficit and shredding down, it's an effort, you know, like this is not my first rodeo. (laughs) You've got such an important goal though, and it's going to be amazing when you achieve it. But yeah, just for general life, when people tell me, oh, I'm shredding for this holiday or something, I'm like, why can't you just be happy? It's It's easier said than done, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, it's definitely easier said than done. But in saying that, like you put in the time and invested time into working on yourself to be to where you are right now. So for anyone else that's struggling with this idea of, you know, being afraid to come out of a deficit, because I feel as if society is like kind of force people into this idea of like, oh, you've got to go to the gym to lose weight. Like you've got to be on a fitness journey to lose weight. And it's all about getting smaller and skinnier and leaner and all of that. I think it's super important for people to realize that like, there's actually a massive 
win and being able to maintain and get out of a deficit and so many non-scale victories that override you know maybe having visible abs like um, libido coming back energy levels deeper sleep having better relationships around you because you're not constantly snapping at everyone um, not constantly thinking about food all the time there's so many massive non-scale victories like hitting pbs you said in the gym that far override losing a few pounds and I think sometimes when people go into a fat loss phase they initially set a goal and then they get kind of like hungry for more so they might have achieved their goal but then they think oh, okay I want to get leaner and leaner I want to look like xyz on social media and then they're pushing to get leaner and leaner at the cost of their mental health in terms of like they then start struggling to stick to a calorie deficit they then start nitpicking themselves apart when they look in the mirror and I truly think that confidence isn't you know, getting lean and then having abs and feeling amazing because sometimes people get leaner and they actually feel less confident than they did when they're eating better, they have a good relationship with food, they're strong in the gym because getting leaner doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be getting stronger or feeling good in any way, depending on the individual, of course. I felt less confident when I was lean, to be honest, because I didn't feel myself and I was in the gym and I look like a stick. I'm like, don't look at me. I swear I have muscle. Like it just, I was, yeah, not feeling myself when I was lean. So definitely setting strength goals and other goals outside of weight loss can be really beneficial to strive towards and yeah, just feeling yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually super important like that you say you didn't feel yourself when you got that lean. And I guess that's because you'd spent three years or so building muscle and that was your sole focus. And then you've gone the other way like going so lean and you don't you actually don't feel like yourself and I don't think many people can understand how it feels to get that lean mentally and physically because like I could, the leanest I'd ever been was my New Zealand WBFF show. It was three kilos less than I would usually be in Australia. So I was tiny, tiny. Yeah. Just so, so shredded, amazed at my conditioning, but it, it just wasn't, it just was not what they wanted. And it wasn't what I wanted for myself. Like when um, Ross would hug me I honestly felt like he could crush me if he squeezed me too hard you feel so small and it's not like it's not like I felt sexy to be honest at all I just felt yeah you just feel like tiny and like breakable yeah yeah it's wild but yeah I guess that's kind of like the negative side to how you feel when you get lean and so now people are probably like oh well then why would you want to compete blah 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 but I promise everyone there is positives to it and what are some of the positives you experienced through your comp prep just learning my own resilience and time management was a huge thing trying to fit everything in with lack of energy so I learned how to prioritize my time so getting my training and steps done early I actually improved my relationship with my fiance I think just him putting up with me the whole time just made me love him so much more after and just realizing who my true friends are and how much support I had in my circle I was so overwhelmed like I had people commenting on things and messaging me and just people who I didn't realize were in my corner so that was really cool like seeing all the support and things that's awesome. And also I think like not everyone has a supportive network and having a partner or like fiance that supports you like Jason does is absolutely amazing. So in terms of going into prep, did you have to have any tough conversations with him around 
you know, what your goals were or how he could support you? Or was he quite like good at just gauging where you're at? I think it's lucky that I've been, you know, tracking my macros and things for three years. He's just used to me being in the kitchen and with the scales. The only hard conversation was when I would come home from work or a gym session and I'd be hungry and he would be in the kitchen. We had to make a rule where he wasn't allowed to be in the kitchen when I got home because he'll get in my way when I'm cooking. Um, But apart from that, he's just been awesome. We didn't really have any issues. I know at the start, he was snacking a little bit around me and I would just have to remove myself. But yeah, I was pretty lucky. Yeah, cool. And then one more question as well. So with time management, just because I know it's so hard for many people to achieve their goals outside of competing just in fat loss in general or building muscle, what did a day in the life, just a general day in the life for you on prep, saying you've got to hit over 10,000 steps a day look like? Like what time did you wake up? How do you manage everything? So my life was a bit of a mess. I started a new job um, as a face-to-face personal trainer. So I was having new clients and then I was also working as a nurse. So on the days where I was nursing, I if I had an AM, I would actually wake up and go to the gym before the AM. So waking up at 4am or so, getting my gym session in, getting my steps and posing done and then going to work because I knew that after 3pm on prep, I was done, <laughs> like mentally exhausted. I would also, when I had clients fit in my training and posing just between clients. And then if I had steps to get later on, I actually got a little treadmill. So I would watch TV with Jason and I'll just be on the treadmill getting my steps in and I would be in bed by 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Bit of a nana. <laughs> no, fair enough. I'm like, I'm completely with you. And you said if you wait till like after three o'clock on prep, you're done. Honestly, me by like 12 o'clock in the day. I'm like, okay, I'm done for the day. Like I remember for New Zealand, I Ross and his family were going out for lunch or something um in the weekend. And I just said, honestly, I don't think I can go. And I fell asleep on the couch at midday. Like that was the level of exhaustion I was at and I didn't feel like myself whatsoever that prep just because it was two preps in a year and it was just so much leaner than I'd ever been before so yeah I'm definitely team in bed at eight o'clock from in general but then on prep it's like I could go to bed at seven yeah people just don't get it they don't realize the level of fatigue it's like having a flu or something I swear it's worth it for the stage it is incredible but it's just crazy how tired you get yeah, and I think, like, it's not that it's, we're negative about, like, the shred, of course, at all. I hope people don't think that. It's just really trying to stress how hard it is because often people will say things like, oh, I really want to get lean like you do for a competition. I want to look like X does for a competition, but I don't want to compete. And I'm like, there is no reason why anyone should want to get that lean unless it's to compete and challenge themselves and they have a true why for wanting to get on that stage otherwise I wouldn't even bother about it like I'd happily sit yeah I'd say like happily sit if I didn't need to build any more muscle I'd happily sit like four three to four kilos up from stage weight and have a really good relationship with food eat well over 2000 calories and love my life then try and continuously diet and maintain this shredded physique 
for what, like Instagram? Because to be honest, I live in jumpers and tights. It's not like I'm walking around in crop tops by the beach, um, you know, every day or anything like that. So I'm glad that we've raised the awareness of how hard it is to get into that shape and how many years goes into it in terms of you seriously committed to not going into a deficit for a solid three years. And many people freak out after being out of a deficit for just a few weeks. It's worth it. Am I allowed to put you on the spot? Uh, go for it. <laughs> What's your why? Ah, oh, funny. So I have two different whys. There's one why that I'm not going to share until I achieve my goal. And I like, it is a, it's a, it's a big why, but I feel like it will mean so much more to everyone else once I achieve it because it's so personal. So I do have that why, which I will one day share if I, it's like quite an emotional why. So I feel like um, I need to achieve the goal, show myself that I can do it and then show everyone else why I did it. But the other why is just the continuous joy I get from challenging myself. Like, you know, I truly believe that progress brings happiness. And when I step on stage and I get better or, you know, I go through losing a family member um, on prep and pushing through that, it's like, well, that's building me up to be a better coach, to be a better um, wife, better daughter, better sister. Um, and I feel like every time I challenge myself and I take a step forward, I'm becoming a better person. So my big why is definitely in the progress. But yeah, my other big why, I'll, I promise you I'll share it. Hopefully <laughs> at the end of this year, I will share it. But who knows? Oh, what is I'm your so excited to hear it. Yes, what is your why? Mine's just that I spent so long working on some habits and creating the best version of myself and I just wanted to celebrate it yeah like book the photo shoots book, like put myself completely out of my comfort zone I felt like I was quite comfortable and I just wanted a new challenge I'd already you know been kind of on the, the same journey for three years and it was time to really push myself out of the comfort zone so I certainly did that <laughs> yes you did okay last question about that I forgot to say so photo shoot obviously being in front of a camera can, it's quite like, you know, for your first time, it can be quite scary. It's also stepping outside of your comfort zone. And I know some women like to do shoots. I've done this before. as like a confidence thing, celebrate their journey, maybe do it with their partner or um, one of the girls do it with their dog as well. I remember a few years ago. So what tips do you have for anyone looking to do a photo shoot to celebrate their journey so far? If you can have someone go with you, I would recommend it. I had my friend Jess in Sydney, who was like my prep mum over there. She drove me to all my shoots. She was hyping me up during it and it just made me a lot more comfortable. Um, so I think bring in a friend if you can to hype you up and just doing your research on a photographer and finding one that you can feel comfortable with as well. So my first one was with Life Portraits, um, M from Life Portraits, and she was incredible, just hyping me up, showing me what to do. And they know the poses. They know what they're doing. So just go in with a positive mindset and trust it and they will make you look incredible and feel incredible. Yes, I love that. Yeah, I think having a hype person is good. And also having your first shoot with a female photographer is really good. So if someone's feeling a little bit nervous to do it, I think bringing a friend and having a female photographer can just make you feel a little bit more confident. Like I have actually worked with a lot of male photographers now, lots of them are my friends. But when I do something that's a little bit different, like when I did lingerie for my 24th birthday, 
I pretty much did not share like many of those photos at all other than the ones with the balloons. But I did that with a female photographer and I felt so confident and good with her there. And then I had a friend who did my makeup and she was there to hype me up. And I felt better just having a female do that. Whereas if it was, you know, me just wearing like a dress or active wear, I wouldn't really mind if it's a male or a female photographer. But I do feel like doing your research on a photographer, finding the work that they do, looking at what other photos they've taken, make sure that you like their work first um, is always good. And then getting your hair and makeup done, I think, is a really fun way to glam up and just make yourself feel extra special for the photo shoot. Yeah, good excuse to get glam. Yes, love it. Awesome. So I don't want to hold you up from your day, but do you have any tips at all for anyone that is, you know, it's September now that is not achieving their goals? They went into this year and they're like, look, this year's going to be the year, new year, new me, these are my goals. And they've just not achieved any of them. We've still got four months left. So top tip, put you on the spot. So you do have four months. So just win the day. That's all I thought about on prep, just day by day, focusing on your goals, ticking the boxes. If you don't win one day, you can still win the next day. So one bad day doesn't have to be a bad week or a bad month. So just take it day by day, try and tick the boxes and then the results will speak for themselves. Woo, girl, anyone would think that was planned. Well done. I love that. Yeah, um, exactly that. That's exactly what I'm going to do this prep. Like I could look at it and think, oh my gosh, 85 days of a calorie deficit left to go. But if I look at how long it's going to take or how many days of steps and posing I've got to get through, like I'm just going to tire myself out thinking about that. It's like if someone has 40 or 50 pounds to lose, they're going to feel so overwhelmed thinking about how much weight they have to lose and how long it's going to take that they're never going to start or they're going to give up after a week or so. So instead of worrying about how long it's going to take, that time's going to pass anyway. You may as well make it count. So just focus on the day, cross your T's, dot your I's, take it day by day, and eventually you'll be so much closer to your goals. So thank you so much, Jess, for joining me on this chit chat. It's always good to see you. And I hope everyone learned something from this. Where can they find you on social media? Thanks so much for having me. My Insta handle is Jess Ryan Fitness. I'm mainly just on Instagram, to be honest. I'm on TikTok as well. Oh, yes. Jess Ryan Fitness too. <laughs> Perfect. I'll put your TikTok and your Instagram in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you on the next one.